Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Pirates of Teda, which is Chazen Yeshayel ben Amitz. The third of the three of Tedas, talking of the punishment that Eden was meted out to Eden for their indulgences and therefore being exiled. But more than that, it's Shabbos Tishabav. Tishbev comes out on Shabbos. Only in Kippur we fast on Shabbos. One other fast would be Asada Betevis, but it can never come out on Shabbos. Never falls out on Shabbos, however you want to use the wording. Tishbev, as we had two weeks, three weeks ago, Shivasa Betamuz is on Shabbos, and the fast is pushed off till Sunday. Let us, before we begin regular shir, let us delve into slightly the halachas pertinent to that that scenario. There are those opinions that you're not allowed to learn the whole Shabbos of Tishbev, just like a regular Tishbev, and some that hold only from Chatzais which most people agree to. <coughs> Same as the din of Erev Tishbev that comes out on Shabbos. <coughs> now those opinions there's no problem with learning Taylor whole day. And the Maisa, we do as norm, as the most majority say. We only learn to Chatzay Sayyim. Therefore, Erev Shabbos, which is Erev Tishabov, everybody holds you can learn a whole day. means this Friday. <laughs> the order of learning, Shiva, Kail, whatever it is that people sit and learn on a regular day, there are those opinions that we say that don't disrupt that on Shabbos. Person has a Shir Kavua, a steady shear that he goes to every Shabbos and some of those opinions that say that that too would be permissible on Shabbos
even if it has it's learning in depth. You learn in Shabbos things that are of not of the best nature, the things that we learn that was always for Tishabov. The Allah's Tishabov you can learn. People learn Chsidis, can make learn Chsidis on the whole, the make only thing you can learn Chsidis on Shabbos. We don't say Pirkeyov is the Shabbos. When Tishabov comes out on Shabbos, we don't say the, well, those who say the Tikkuni Shabbos, which Chabad we don't say, which are the Eight Parakim Mishnayis, Mishnah Shabbos for each meal. We may do Shnai Mikra Vechatargum, according to the Magen Avram. Those who didn't do Shnai Mikra can do it during the day. On Shabbos, one may not do any signs of mourning. It's also, Shabbos is a year of Shabbos, Kedusha, and Enig Shabbos, Kedush Shabbos, Enig, pleasure and happiness and joy. One may not have any kinds of any signs of mourning on Shabbos. One must wait, obviously, until Matzai Shabbos, Kedush. Therefore, those who don't change their garments or anything, the whole Shabbos, they wear the regular big day Shabbos. We may wear shoes. Um, we go to the mikveh in the morning, washing our hands, washing our face. Um, not usually one washes the hands and face anyway on Shabbos with hot water or warm water so it's not really relevant In a, in a shul or a community, <coughs> as a custom, <coughs> dancing on Shabbos Kedish in honor of Shabbos, the Shabbos also is permissible. Obviously, if somebody's making it, oh, <coughs> an offer of Chosen is getting married next week, then one would be able to partake in the Simcha. We just don't go out for leisurely walks. 
we may not do any kind of preparations on Shabbos for Tishabov. To find in the cabinet the kinos or anything like that, any echos, anything of the sort, one may not do. If you want to learn echo, you want to read the kinos that you should know what it means, what it's talking about, you want to get translations, etc. Perhaps. But generally, on Shabbos, we should not look to involve ourselves in anything that has to do with Tishbev. Obviously, you cannot bring your shoes to shul, the sneakers on Shabbos, if a place obviously has a proper area, which very few do. Even by twilight, even after Shkia, before Tzitzchikhovim, we may not bring their the shoes. Blessed Yisra Vachanas Shabbos Lechel. And you're not allowed to do anything for Avelis either on Shabbos. Turning over the benches, preparing the shul for taking off the parechas, anything like that cannot be done until Matzai Shabbos Kedesh. When Tishbov is on a Sunday, which means now we're going to fast on Sunday, from Shkia on Shabbos we may not eat. But again, as we said, you cannot take off your shoes until Tzaytzak Chavim. You can't even walk around in socks. Because that's the way people of mourning walk walk around. Therefore, it's correct to be more stringent, not putting on the tishbev shoes, even if you wear them usually on Shabbos. Someone who keeps ninety minutes much Shabbos after shkia, perhaps they can be more lenient. And they don't have to take the shoes until that time. But you cannot keep your leather shoes on after that. Until after, yeah, until after Baruchu, and those who daven later. Sitting on a chair is allowed on Shabbos until it says Kavu, until the stars come out, until Mat Shabbos. Places that the daven later might have you can wait until Barakum. After Shkia on Shabbos one may not wash. And one washes their hands, they go to the bathroom, they have to wash until their knuckles. We take off the shoes even before Baruch One should say Baruch HaMavdul Ben Kedesh Lechel. That's one, blessed be the one that separates between, between holiness and mundane. If one davens mamish by this man, 
untie your shoes for Meiriv, and after Baruch will take them off. The Shatz, Chazan, should take them off before Baruch but just say Baruch HaMadol Mekhesh Techel. Since, as we said before, nowadays, most people wear big day Shabbos and Shabbos Chazayin. It's not ideal to stay in the big day Shabbos. It's also hard for everybody to go bring the big day, the weekday clothes, and the Shabbos to be prepared to change, etc. After Baruch and therefore, might have is davened in the regular shul on time or a little later every month of Shabbos. And after they see this month Shabbos, the person says Baruch Hamadul changes their shoes and some change their clothes as well, and they wear this, this tissue of shoes. They come to shul. According to Din, the actual Din, one does not need to change their clothes. Only the shoes. Places that they have a custom to have before it says cannot take off your shoes until after Baruch Even after Baruch I'm sorry. But after it says For Shabbos, cover Shabbos. Someone who davens b'yichidus and doesn't have a meaning to say baruchu, they give the shoes after they say v'urachum. If Tishbav is fasted on on Sunday and he can't make a minion leil Tishbav, he cannot daven meirev Shabbos. After Plaga Mincha, <coughs> and say Eicha B'Tzibur, but each one stay in the house at night B'Yichidus, and the next day say Eicha B'Tzibur. There are certain places they can't get together. Mean at night, people scared to go out at night, whatever it might be. So the Eicha was said with a minion by day. After Baruch or unless, of course, the shul is waiting to daven late, and therefore, once the Zman has passed, one says, Baruch HaMadol Kedesh Techel, they take off the Perechus, the curtain from the Kedesh, but not before. Same with the tablecloths that are usually in the shuls. Every shul has tablecloths on Shabbos. They'll also be taken off after Baruch, after his man. If they daven early, then they just take it off after Eichel. There are those who have a custom 
Tevu Rachim quietly, not to sing it. Some people have a custom, Matzah Shabbos, they say, because they want to again extend Shabbos, they want to take, they don't want to push Shabbos away. So they started, they might have, but they started slowly to show that they don't want to start, they don't want to push Shabbos away so fast. Ma'ashenkein, on Tishabov, we don't do that. In Shemineser, we do say, Atachin Antonu, even if you said already, Amadav Bekesh Lechel. If we got to say it after davening, Baruch Amadav Bekesh Lechel, and say the also women that are not going to daven Maidav, Before they do any kind of malachim on Shabbos, they have to make sure they say Baruch Hamavdul Mekesh Nachel, turning on lights, turning off lights, whatever it might be. The person made a mistake, and they did not say Atachin Antonu. They don't have to go back and daven over, because on Sunday night they're going to make Abdullah anyway. And Sunday night we don't say Atachin Antonu. Even if you got to say it before. If you forgot, he doesn't, I mean, Abdullah on his day, Tainus still comes upon him and he's forbidden to eat. After Maidiv, we lower the lights that we usually have on extra on Shabbos many shuls that have only a, that have chandeliers that only go on on Shabbos so those lights go off President, same thing the present time is made before it's dark should not start Eich and Kinnis as we said before until after taste of Shabbos After Kinnis, we, we do not say V'yinayam. We start by the Kaddish, we don't say V'yinayam. And we go home, we don't say good vach to one another. We don't greet. Uh, we also don't say God for Avram. After davening, the candle is lit. In which we make Beit Meira Ish. Of course, it's obviously we mean two candles together, like we always do, a Havdalah candle, just for the bracha Beit Meira Ish. If you forgot, you do it all night long. We don't make a brach on the b'sam. And women that make the brach of should make it be reminded by their husbands. Because the husbands usually do it in shul. And the brach of you can bench for my... Once you say brach of the we can say b'er 
if Chatzon, the person is sick and they must eat on Tishabav, they have to make Avdallah first. Women that must eat on Tishabav, a woman that just gave birth, etc., they can eat without without Avdallah. Not Tishabav, you have Avdallah. And those that say the Chatechila, they should make Avdallah. Moshe, I can't talk to Atla. I'm giving a shir now, okay, Tata Shana? I love you. If a woman must eat, there are those that hold, perhaps, it's pushing Allah, that the husband can make Havdalah for the wife and the small children, and a little boy drinks, the little child drinks the wine. And if she doesn't have anybody to make Havdalah for her, she should make herself. Small children that eat on Tishbav can be more lenient to eat without Avdallah. At night at Matzah Tishbav, the Shihir Avdallah. Now those that are Machma, they're more stringent, they want, they say that they should hear Avdallah. There's some of the opinion that a child, one child, makes for all the rest of the children. A person that's sick, on Tishabarachamanalatzan, has to eat. She make Avdallah on wine. Some say they should make on beer. Or the Chamar Medina. The drink of, this, of, the, of the, the country. People that have a custom to light two candles on Mat Shabbos, not for the honor of any particular, if just they have a light candle to light Mat Shabbos, they don't light. Tishbav comes out of Mat Shabbos, don't have to be machmen, not to do any malacha Tishbav until we're mavdul on the Mat Tainis. Melacha could be done immediately after Baruch Amalu Bekesh Zechel and Atta Kaddish. You'll have to fold the talus Mat Shabbos. Some say maybe wait till after Hatzais. Uh, some write not to wash the dishes. Say if it gets uh, flies and everything else, it's not so not the end of the world.
says, you know, in other words, Havdalah itself, that's usually made, is made now, instead of after Shabbos, we made on Sunday night. And you drink the whole cup. Some hold still to give it to a child. Some therefore make on beer or something else. May not eat before Havdalah. You can drink water if mamish is emergency, tea, coffee, without without milk. Maybe, maybe. Women that want to eat something immediately after after Tisha B'Av, the end of Tisha B'Av, Sunday night, and their husbands are still in shul, they're being, they don't have any mitiv, they can make their own avdol. Some say even they, they, they could actually eat before avdol. person took something in his hand and made a bracha on it. He was about to eat it and realized, Oop, I didn't say Avdallah. What does he do? He tastes it a little bit and then make Avdallah. If the person made a mistake and made Avdallah about Shabbos and gave somebody else to drink it, he doesn't have to make it again on Sunday night. The same if somebody had to make about Shabbos for a person that had to eat, then they can also they also do not have to make a matzah on Sunday night. There's no psalm on Sunday night, and no beit meish because he did already matzah Shabbos. Shuls that have a minute to make Mat Shabbos Avdola, they also only make it on Sunday night. Some hold that we don't make it in Shul, Sunday night. You know. So, generally, though, when people leave Shul on Sunday night, it should be a bang on the bima, and they should be told, don't forget to make Avdola. Obviously, after that, all a person makes a alagefen. On Mats Tishbev, which is a pushed off Tishbev like this year, which is Sunday night, we cannot eat meat and wine Saturday night, Sunday night, can wash the clothes ready, can take haircuts and showers. You can listen to music. Let's focus a little bit on the shear. <laughs> we took up so much time now for Tishra. Pasha Dvarim, the beginning of the Chumash Dvarim, we've spoken many times. Chumash Dvarim was recited by Mesh Rabbeinu. He began in Rishchei de Shvat and continued until the day he passed away, which was Zayin Adar, 
So according to the opinions of Zayin Adar Arishan, therefore, 37 days, he recited the entire Chumash Dvarim. The beginning of Chumash Dvarim, Maisha reprimands the Eden. He reprimands the Eden for what they've been doing throughout the years in the desert. However, as a loving father, as a loving, unconditional loving shepherd, Moshe doesn't want to really, really hurt the Eden's feelings, so he does this old Biramiza with hints he hints everything he talks he mentions each thing with a with a a hint of a word instead of actually saying what actually happened question is how did he do this reprimanding for 31, 37 days we know there's a halacha le'yechichan el'asamuch le'misa person does not tell somebody musr until they're about to die not the person that's telling to the person's telling and Asha brings different reasons for it the Gemara brings different reasons for it one is which, that if you reprimand somebody over something, then you constantly see him later, and you constantly reopen the wound. And there's other reasons that are brought down, as to why one has to only wait until they're right about to die, before they get somebody Muslim. We learned this from Yaakov Avinu, as he spoke to his children right before his, on his deathbed. So in that case, why is Mesha taking 37 days before his death, Ripping, ripping into the Jews, as we say, about all the bad things they did. And even a better question. This is not a first. Moshe has reprimanded the Jews many times before this. So where does that fit into the dictum of only doing, only reprimanding before death? If Mesh has done this so many times, so many years before, throughout the 40 years in the desert. However, there's a slight difference. All the other times that Mesh gave Musr, he gave Musr as they were doing something wrong. As they were sinning, he gave them Musa for it. He reprimanded them on the spot. 
This is not a reprimand to embarrass them. This is not a reprimand to hurt them. It's a reprimand to tell them, stop doing what you're doing. Separate yourself from what you're doing. Get away from that Avera and get back on track, buddy. So his Echocha was not, his, his reprimand was not something, a long-term reprimanding to try to tell the person, to make embarrass the person, put the person in their place or whatever it might be. But it was simply to straighten right the ship and say, hey, we're get, you're getting off track over here. In our case now, this Teichacha, all the things that happened in the desert, sorry, not talking about sins that they did now. And we're not even talking to the sinners. Moshe is not even mentioning, not talking to the people that actually did the sins, because these those people already died in the desert. He's talking to a whole different generation. He's just telling them all the things that happened before. So this is just a Musa speech. And therefore Rashi tells us again, reminds us that generally a person should not be Mechiach until right before they pass away. They should not reprimand anybody. Samesh so tells them, Re'ei nasati lefnechem esaretz be'yerishu esaretz. Where's the Rakhach Baruch Hu really? See, I've given before you the land, come and inherit the land. Re'ei nasati, Rashi says, Be'yerishu esaretz, you see it with your own eyes. That I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Meumad, Shmua, something that might happen, that will happen, something that's actually happening. So Mephoshim, the commentaries ask, <laughs> they weren't in Israel, they were still on the other side of the Yardin. They didn't come into Israel yet. And more so, the Pasuk itself says that this took place in Chayrev. Hashem God spoke to you in Chayrev, which is not as so. And said, See, I'm giving before you. So how could we possibly say that in Chayrev, you're seeing with your own eyes? Not Mu'umad, not something that I'm telling you that you're hearing about or something of the, of the source of the sort you haven't even arrived there yet simple way of explaining this this all comes in a continuation of the words of Teichocha at the beginning of the Pasha it's 11 days it takes from Haseyat to Kaddish and Rashi explains Amalei said to them the shortest possible way one can go 
from Chedet to Kaddish Baneya is through Hatsayya. And that journey is 11 days. The shortest possible path you could take would take 11 days to go from from Chedet to Hatsayya. The Atem, but you, my Jewish nation, you did this journey in three days. Three short days. This is how much the Shechina wanted to alleviate to you and to speed up, to expedite your entering into Herz Yisrael. It was a miracle. Kvit Sadvarech to have. So they should enter it so as quick as possible. After Moshe said all these things, the kids said, and the hints, he repeats now again, and he says, I want to tell you about this journey. More in detail. Hashem Alekhen Dibre Leinu Bechedev. Leimer. HaKadosh Baruch spoke to us in Chedev, saying as follows. You sat here enough. Turn, make a about the face, turn around, turn, and let's move on into the land. And therefore he says, I want you to actually see it in front of you already. You're here. I'm telling you that the journey that you're taking is going to be another miraculous journey. See, I'm going to give it to you. Nasati, I gave. Not, I gave it already. Not you saw it already. You're going to see it now. In this journey. So seeing the expeditious, miraculous journey where HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought you to the land, this is an actual physical thing. You saw this happening. You saw this going down. And the land was given to you. Nothing in the way. No mania, no ikuf. What was it lacking? What were we missing? Going into Eretz Yisrael. And they ultimately stayed another 38 years in the desert. But the actual happening at the time was the miraculous journey that was about to take place, which was going to take them straight into Eretz Yisrael. But you know what? It's Teda. Teda is Lashon Heidola, teaches us a lesson. And we need to learn from this lesson. And we need to learn from this lesson, not just learn from it um, a good story, learn from it a good uh, thought, thought pattern, etc. We need to learn from the lesson how to actually live our daily life 
how to apply this to our daily life. So let's look at the Pesach. Rav Lacham Sheves you sat enough on this by this mountain, Pinu Sulachem, turn, go, travel. Vayuha Hara Meiri, come to the Hara Meiri, the Kol Shechinav, it told its neighbors, Ad Hanor Agodul Naharpras, until the great river Naharpras. Let's dissect this, this Pesukim in a way that we can understand a life lesson from it. Rav Lachem Shevez Baharazeh. You sat at this mountain enough. What mountain are we referring to? Hasinai. What happens at Hasinai? It's the place where we stood for Mount Taylor. You're not getting higher and better than that. This is the most, the most special, the most powerful place in the world for you. However, we're told we need to move on. What does it mean, move on? A Jew throughout their life needs to go from Mechayel El Choyel. One cannot be complacent and sit in one place and say, I'm satisfied, I'm good where I am. I'm good. I hate those words. One needs to constantly strive to rise up, to move on, and to forge ahead. And not to be happy with what they're holding, where they're holding. And not only that, but the Mishnah Pekyova says, somebody who knows Aleph and Beis has to teach somebody Aleph. If you know anything more than your neighbor, than your friend, you're obligated to teach them and to educate them and to bring them to the next level of their education. Even somebody who's a distance, you need to reach out and to be able to see to it that they have what they need. This is Rav Lachem Shavuz Don't sit in one place. Move on. Keep going. Keep forging ahead. Then it says, Penu Usulachem, turn and travel. Person needs to be on a journey to go out of it from their own place, not just a regular journey, a passage, a, 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 a little trip, a mini trip. Person needs to be a Nasiya, a journey, in a way of Uvayu, that the person brings themselves to a Pneumius, to bring themselves to something within themselves that they improve themselves. Where is that? Har HaMeidi. The Mount of Amedi. What's a mountain? The mountain is brought down, if you're keeping score at home, the Yomara tells us in Sukkim and Bezim and Aleph, the mountain is the Yitzhahara. And Chazal tell us that in the future, HaKadosh Baruch will bring to the Sahara, and Sadikim will be compared to the mountain, to the high mountain. And therefore, Bifnei Am Yisrael, for Am Yisrael, which is Amech Kulam Sadikim, 
the place of the Yitzhahara is going to look like a mountain. And this itself needs to go out to Har HaMairi. What's the Emeiri? Emeiri is the main klipa, the main zidra achra, the main opposite of Kedusha. That's where one needs to penetrate. And also I'll call Shechinov towards neighbors, person that's in doubt a little bit. They have to go out to Haramari, to the neighbors, and to evolve themselves to be, to influence on them. Through this, we merit Yarchev Hashem Lekechaz Gevulcha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will broaden your borders and will bring you to Nahar HaGodl, Nahar Pros, the great river, the Nahar Pros, which is, see to it that you inherit Keni, Knizi, Kadmeni, all this takes place with Bias Mashiach Tzidkenu Mehedev Yimeinu Amin. That is therefore the Pasuk teaching us our life journey to move on and to forge ahead. Amongst the Shvatim that came out to battle, Chalutzim, Tavril Ufnei Chechem Neiso, they were Chalutzim. These were expert soldiers that went out before the Eden. Rashi says, They went in front of the Jews by, by war. Why? They were strong people. And their enemies fell before them. They were able to, when they confronted the enemy, with one swoop of the sword, one swing of the sword, they detached <laughs> the head and the shoulder. That's where they got the shampoo's name from, head and shoulders. I don't think so. But that's what they did. They took off with one swing of the sword, they, detached, they just decapitated the head and the shoulder of the person. Rabbeinu B'chayi, the end of Mashmatis, ties this in, the big Maila, with the Shevet of God. On God it says, taking off the arm with the head. And says, how is this done? This is done with mitzvah's film. Tefillin shayad, tefillin shayresh. Tefillin that goes on the head and the hand. And this is what he says there. Hayu betuchin b'gvurasam v'keicham v'schus ha-mitzvah shubiyadam. They were assured. They were guaranteed. They were confident in their strength, in the merit of the mitzvah they had in their hand. As the Rizal say, Sages teach us with Taref Zreya. What is Taref Zreya? Schus Tfilin Shem Zreya, the merit of the Tfilin of the hand. Afkotkeit, why the head? Schus Tfilin Shem the merit of the Tfilin that goes on the head. 
to explain this in this hint the connection to film why is it come Dafka Shevet God God is the letters Gimel Dalit Tfil Sharesh has two types of shins on the sides. One has three heads, one has four. God, three and four. And Zayat's brought down, also the Siddur, with the with Dach, in Sharatfil. That the concept of the Mechin, the Mechin Ayyanim, that are revealed through the, through the film in the beginning, is three. First section of meditations that come down are three, in threefold. And then begins in four. Then it divides up to four. For this reason, but a God were the ones that were signed off with Dafka with the film more than any other Shatim. Because they completed, they were able to fulfill the Terev Zreya Avkot Kate. Now, Allah's Katanis in the Rush, Hilgas Tvilm, he writes, because the King Mitzvah's film and his Tikkunim were kept by the soldiers Terezrei of Kodkade therefore the Mitzvah and Tzchus to spread this halacha between all soldiers and all those and all their friends around them they should know and be aware how important it is that they wear tefillin every day how important it is the kayach and the merit that the tefillin brings for them As we said before, the Shabbos Chazayin, the Avteir is Chazayin Yishayahu, which has do the Nevuah of the Churban. He prophesies the destruction of the Temple. And the same we ought to know from the Yitzchak Badichu, the Shabbos is called Chazayin. And this Shabbos we are shown, Chazayin is Lashon Riyah, to see. Every Jew is shown the third base Hamidash, from distance. The word Chazayin hints to the Churban and to the Geula. We have to merit, we have to be of a merit and of a level to be able to see it, but it is shown to us. And therefore he brings down the Medrish, Ale Arye, which is the Vukhanetza went up, the Mazal Arye, which is the month of Av, the Hechrev Ariel, and destroyed the Besamidish. Why? Al Menashia Ve so that Akash Baruch should come and build Vivna Ariel. And here we see, therefore, the Churm and the Geula are prepared in the word, in the format of Aryeh. How is this possible? That all the words, both redemption and exile, come from the same word. The main question is, though, on the Churm. David Melech says, and we say in davening every day, Magid Yisrael. 
he tells his words to Yaakov and his chukim and his mishpatim to his statutes and his laws to, to Israel. And Chazal say, it's a Yerushalmi actually, Rosh Hashanah, Perek Aleph, Halach, and Gimel, if you keep this going home. Shekhar Baruch Mekayim Koyachal, as a mitzvah, Shemin Tzavah, as I'm in his soul. HaKadosh Baruch keeps the mitzvahs that he commands. Because what does it look like when a person says, I want you to do something and I don't do it. It's called hypocrisy. In that case, how can he destroy Beis HaMikdash if it falls into a level of Baltashkas? All the gold and silver and everything that's put into it, you're destroying it. Is an Aveda called Baltashkas? You're not allowed to waste And another Isra in the Torah, another love, Shleilabir is based on Migdash, but can see us. Not to destroy Beis Migdash or Shuls. And if Kadosh Baruch Hu is supposed to keep with what he wants to say, he can't be a hypocrite. How does he do this? How can he say that this is a punishment to the Jews? They sinned in such a way they lost the merit to have a Besamidash. And therefore you can go against the, the dictate of the Torah, which says you're not allowed to destroy, you're not allowed to waste. Kashbarak could have taken the whole Besamidash and hidden it. Like all the parts of his Migdash that were hidden later, the Yishudia, the Aaron, and all these things that were hidden. <coughs> the whole Mishkin was hidden, was buried. The only way that a person is allowed to break down a shul Sorry. Where did we the, the idea of hiding the Mishkan that it was hidden? If you keep score at home, you might say to Tessam and Aleph. Just don't say to so you should remember to show The only permission, the only way we can find a hetter to destroy Biskinesis is we're going to build a new one on top of it. You're taking down the shul in order to build a better one. On the same spot, a bigger one, a more beautiful one. So we see, we learned that even the Churban Beis Hamikdash had to be say someone else did this destruction on condition that you're going to rebuild. Hakadosh Baruch wanted to build the Beis Hamikdash Shlishi, and that is an edifice made by Hakadosh Baruch himself. Binyan Neishal Hakadosh Baruch. It's a perpetual building that will stand forever. And therefore, he took this initiative to destroy the base of English. In that case, the whole concept of the destruction was only in order to build. So the Khurm was only something that we're going to fix with by building the third base of English. 
so thereby it's beautiful one side we have a problem here because it's so sad destruction of the Mitzvah on the other side we have the hope and the yearning and the expectation of the third Mitzvah therefore the Mitzvah says that in the moment of the Churban in the moment that the temple was destroyed Neilid Mashiach Shal Yisrael the one that's going to excuse me, save the Jews was born and this is all the Kavana the deep intentions of the Churban to bring about Bayes Shlishi and the Geula through Mashiach Tzidkenu and immediately in this Rega of the destruction immediately began the Geula and this is the reason the Golas and the Geula are understood in the different words Chazain and Aryeh the Chazain and the Aryeh of destruction and redemption because deep down the Churban is the destruction was a part of the redemption of the Gula and through Golos we rebuild the Gula now and therefore this is also considered learning laws of the Beis HaMikdash knowing that this is what we're all about and how the tshuva maistayim yafar sha'achas tshuva maistayim be'elam hazeh mekolchayel mabo it's greater one moment of tshuva maistayim in this world is even greater than the whole life in the world to come and as we now go into the last days of the nine days when we embark Mitchin, on the beginning of the Geula within the realm of Golos and therefore we look forward to enjoying this Shabbos once it's already pushed off from Shabbos we can't fast on Tishbev itself therefore it should be pushed off in Gansen and there should be no goal, no no Tish above it all of sad sadness and mourning, but it's Yahfri Amelu the Sotha and Shigom Abel the Yogin, and we should have the Simcha Amitas Vashlema Ide Mashiach Kenu Kushabis to all.